Welcome to the Word Encounter, episode 146. Let's pick things up where we left off in Jeremiah chapter 27. The uh, title for this section says, The Yoke of Babylon. In verse 2, it says, This is what the Lord says to me. Make chains and yoke bars for yourself and put them on your neck. Verse 3, Send word to the king of Edom, the king of Moab, and the king of the Ammonites, the king of Tyre, and the king of Sidon, uh, through messengers who are coming to King Zedekiah of Judah in Jerusalem. And so <clears throat> the Lord tells uh, Jeremiah uh, to make these yokes. You know, a yoke is something um, like uh, you might see in the old movies where somebody puts their head in the wood stocks and their arms up there. So he's, he's saying, like, make chains for yourself. And it says, command them to go to their master, saying, so command the messengers of these kings to go back to the kings and say, this is what the Lord of armies, uh, the God of Israel says, by my great strength and outstretched arm, I made the earth and the people and animals on the face of the earth. I give it to anyone I please. So the Lord is essentially uh, telling Jeremiah uh, to, to deliver messages to these king's messengers and go back and tell them, I am the Lord. I can do whatever I want to do. You know, <laughs> verse six, it says, so now I have placed all these lands under the authority of my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. I have even given him the wild animals to serve him. And so the Lord has told Jeremiah to tell these kings that he's handing them over to the king of Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar. He said, I can do what I want, and I'm handing you over to Nebuchadnezzar. That's what I want to do. It says in verse 7, All the nations will serve him, his son, and his grandson, until the time of his own land comes. And then many nations and great kings will enslave him. So the Lord's message to these kings is that I'm giving all your nations over to the king of Babylon, and you will serve him. You will serve his son and you will serve his grandson. And then there will come a time when I say, okay, that's enough. You can go back to being your nation and you will enslave the Babylonians. You will enslave your slavers. And so the Lord is laying out what his plan is. This is what's going to happen. He's going to take you over. Then I'm going to deliver you and you're going to take him over. And then it says in verse uh, 8, As for the nation or kingdom that does not serve King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and does not uh, place its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, that nation will um, I will punish by sword, famine, and plague. This is the Lord's declaration. Until through him I have destroyed it. And so the Lord is saying, look, if you don't do what I say, if you don't succumb to the king of Babylon, then I am going to send famine and plague and sword against you and you will fall until I destroy you. And so this is what his, you know, this is what his plan is. Now, it doesn't sound like <laughs> it's given them much choice or opportunities, but he's the Lord, so he can do what he wants. and He doesn't have to explain himself to anybody. And so it says in verse nine, so you should not listen to your prophets, uh, diviners, uh, dreamers, fortune tellers or sorcerers. I could add in there psychics, uh, psychics, soothsayers, you know, palm readers, whatever. He says you, you shouldn't listen to these people who say to you, don't serve the king of Babylon. Because if they're telling you that, they're not telling you my will. In verse 10, it says, they are prophesying a lie to you so that you will be removed from your land. I will banish you and you will perish. And so 
This is the word that he's delivering them. Now, let's go on to the next uh, section title says, Warning to Zedekiah. So this is the king of Judah. He was speaking to the, the surrounding kings. Now he's going to talk to Judah. It says in uh, verse 12, I spoke to uh, King Zedekiah of Judah in the same way. He's going to tell him the same thing. Put your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon. Serve him and his people and live. So the Lord is, is telling Jeremiah to prophesy to uh, Zedekiah, the king of Judah, and tell him basically how to survive. He can't, he can't stop this, so I'm going to instruct him on how to survive. It says in verse 13, Why should you and your people die by the sword, famine, and plague, as the Lord has threatened against any nation that does not serve the king of Babylon? Verse 14, do not listen to the words of the prophets who are telling you, don't serve the king of Babylon, for they are prophesying a lie to you. I have not sent them. This is the Lord's declaration. And they are prophesying falsely in my name. Therefore, I will banish you and you will perish, you and the prophets who are prophesying to you. <clears throat> so he's telling Jeremiah to tell Zedekiah, look, you've got a, a bunch of phonies around you. You got a bunch of phonies around you, a bunch of yes men telling you what you want to hear, but they're not from me. See, this is what's going to happen. Now, there's a principle here for us today. Who do you surround yourself with? <clears throat> do you surround yourself with people that are only going to agree with you and, and make you feel good and in the process maybe steer and guide you down the wrong path? You need to surround yourself and you need to find people of honesty and integrity and surround yourself with those people, at least give yourself access to those people, so they just won't tell you what you want to hear. And then when you hear something good, you can actually trust it. See, because you can trust their honesty and, and their integrity, and they're not going to lie to you. And so we need to be very cognizant uh, of that. And so let's, um, let's drop down. Uh, no, let's go on to, was it, yeah, let's go on to chapter 28. And it says, Hananiah's false prophecy. So Hananiah is one of the type of prophets that the Lord was telling Jeremiah to prophesy to the king of Zedekiah about. And it says, in that same year, at the beginning of the reign of King Zedekiah of Judah, in the fifth month of the fourth year, the prophet Hananiah uh, from Gibeon said to me, in the temple of the Lord, uh, in the presence of the priests and all the people. And so this is something that Hananiah was saying out in public for everybody to hear. It says, this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel says, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. So this is Hananiah prophesying in the name of the Lord to the people, the priests, the governors, the chieftains, you know, who, whoever will listen, you know, whoever um, was in his audience. And so he's saying that the Lord said, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. In verse four, it says, and I will restore this place. Uh, Jeconiah, uh, king of Judah, and all exiles from Judah who went to Babylon, this is the Lord's declaration, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Then it says, uh, the next section title says, Jeremiah's response to Hananiah's prophecy. So Hananiah prophesied that the Lord is going to break the yoke of the king of Babylon and everybody's going to be restored and everything's going to be cool. In verse 6, the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. <laughs> So he said, yes, that sounds good. But you know, I think uh, uh, Jeremiah is being a little facetious here. 
He says, Amen. May the Lord do that. May the Lord make the words you have prophesied come true, and may he restore the articles of the Lord's temple and all the exiles from Babylon to this place. So when, when Babylon uh, uh, exiled, you know, raided Judah and exiled the people, and whatnot, they took the articles of temple of the temple out of the temple uh, back to Babylon. And so this is talking about the restoration of the articles back into the temple. And so you have prophesied come true and may he restore the article of the Lord's temple and all the exiles from Babylon to this place. So verse eight, it says, the prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times prophesied war, disaster and plague against many lands and great kingdoms. For as the prophet, uh, yes, as, as for the prophet who prophesied peace, or it says, as for the prophet who prophesies peace, only the word of the prophet comes true, or only when the word of the prophet comes true, will the prophet be recognized as the one uh, truly from the Lord. See, and so Jeremiah is saying, look, amen, may this be as you say, but as for the prophet who prophesies peace, only if it comes true, will it be validated and verified that this prophet was from the Lord, that he was truly sent from the Lord. The next section says Hananiah breaks Jeremiah's yoke. In verse 10, it says the prophet Hananiah then took the yoke, um, uh, the prophet Hananiah then took the yoke bar from the neck of the prophet Jeremiah and broke it. So Jeremiah had this yoke, this bar, this wooden bar on his neck. So Hananiah took it and broke it. Uh, in the presence of all the people, Hananiah proclaimed, this is what the Lord says. In this way, within two years, I will break the yoke of, uh, of the king Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon from the neck of all the nations. The prophet Jeremiah then went on his way. And so uh, Hananiah used uh, Jeremiah in his prophecy. He took the yoke off it and broke it. And he says, just as I've broken this yoke off of Jeremiah, the Lord is going to break the yoke of the Babylonians and king Nebuchadnezzar off of the nations. And so then, after that, Jeremiah went about his business. The next section says the Lord's word against Hananiah in verse 13. Lord says, go say to Hananiah. So he's tell, telling Jeremiah, go say to Hananiah. This is what the Lord says. You broke a wooden yoke bar, but in its place, you will make an iron yoke bar. <laughs> For this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel says. I have put an iron yoke on your neck. Mm. I have put an iron yoke on your neck of all these nations that might serve King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and they will serve him. I have even put the wild animals under him. In verse 15, it says, The prophet Jeremiah said to the prophet Hananiah, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord did not send you, but you had uh, led these people to trust in a lie. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I am about to send you off the face of the earth. You will die this year because you have preached rebellion against the Lord. And the prophet Hananiah died that year in the seventh month. So I guess he wasn't sent by the Lord. So he had, but he had, he had already caused damage because he had prophesied these lies to the people. He had told them what they wanted to hear and they believed it. And they believed it. And because of that, they were going to suffer for it. Let's go on to chapter 29. <clears throat> In chapter 29, it says, uh, the section title says, Jeremiah's Letter to the Exiles. <clears throat> so 
what I'm a little bit confused about, maybe to be clarified, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Jeremiah was also exiled in the Babylonian territories or if he was one that remained behind in Jerusalem because there was a remnant that was left behind in Jerusalem. And so therefore he's sending this letter from Jerusalem to the exiles. I think that's the way it is, but I'm not 100% sure about that. In verse 29, verse 1, it says, This is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining exiled uh, elders, uh, the priests, the prophets, and all the people Nebuchadnezzar had deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. So he's sending this letter. I'm assuming he's remained in Jerusalem. He's sending this letter out to those who were exiled to Babylon. It says, the letter stated, verse 5, Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Find wives for yourself and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters to men in marriage so they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease. And so what the Lord is telling Jeremiah uh, to put in this letter is to tell the people, the exiles, live life. Saying, yes, I have banished you from your territory. Yes, I have exiled you to your captor. But live life. It says, plant yourselves in that territory. It says, find wives for your sons and daughters. Find wives and husbands for yourself. You know, build houses. You know, live life. And it's, you know, I've got it highlighted here. Multiply there. Do not decrease. See, a lot of times when a lot of people feel something is bad occurring in the, in the earth or whatever, well, I don't want to, you know, have, bring children into this situation. The Lord is telling his people, yes, you're exiled. Yes, you're in a foreign territory, but multiply there. Do not decrease. Have more babies. You know what you need to do to have babies? Go for it. You know, <laughs> have more babies. In verse 7, this is interesting. Then it says, pursue the well-being of the city I have deported you to. Pursue the well-being of the city I have deported you to. That is interesting. So this is an enemy. This is a foreign land. But the Lord is telling his people, pursue the well-being of those people. The people that captured you, pursue the well-being of them. Pursue the well-being of that city. That's interesting. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for when it thrives, you will thrive. Pray to the Lord on it, the city. Pray to the Lord on its behalf. Pray to the Lord on the city's behalf, the city that I have exiled you to. Pray to me on that city's behalf. Because if you do, it will thrive. And if it thrives, you will thrive. Wow. I mean, that, that's a message to us. Wherever you are, pursue the well-being of that city. You know, pursue its well-being because when it thrives, you will thrive. Pursue the well-being of that region. Pursue the well-being of that county. Pursue the well-being of that state. Pursue the well-being of that country. Whatever territory we're talking about, the Lord is saying, pursue the well-being of that area. <clears throat> because when it thrives, you'll thrive. We've got a lot of people that um, if a particular political party isn't in office, um, and this goes for both parties in the United States. It doesn't matter. You know, <clears throat> it's non-discriminatory. A lot of times we have people uh, who aren't on the side of the party that's in office want bad things to happen in the country or in the city or in the state or whatever it is we're talking about so that in the next election, their person can be in charge. That's ridiculous. 
pray for the well-being of that city, county, area, region, state, country. It doesn't matter. Pray for its well-being because when it thrives, you'll thrive. You have people that would rather their area, region, state, country, whatever, not thrive so that they can, in effect, be harmed by that area, region, country, whatever, not thriving in order that they can get their person in office in the next election cycle. That is absolutely ludicrous. That is absolutely ridiculous. You want to win something so bad that you essentially pray for your own um, ill health or ill well-being, <laughs> for lack of a better term, so that uh, in the hopes that your people can thrive in the next election cycle. That is absolutely stupid. Let me get off of that. Anyway, uh, verse 8. It says, don't let your prophets who are among you and your diviners receive you or deceive you. And don't listen to the dreams you elicit from them. He's saying, don't listen to these prophets that are false. Don't listen to them just because they're saying what you want to hear. And they inspire dreams, you know, in you and desires. And don't, don't do it. It says in verse 9, for they are prophesying falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them. You know, so the Lord is saying, don't do this because... I have not sent them. Then it says in verse 10, when 70 years for Babylon are complete. So he's, he's telling them, you know, they've already been exiled. So he's telling them when their sentence is going to be over. <laughs> when 70 years for Babylon are complete, I will attend to you and uh, will confirm my promise concerning you to restore you to this place, to restore you back to your home, back to this place. It says in verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you plans for your well-being, not for your disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And so the Lord has given them, you know, and so when you have a, um, an honest and a, 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 a prophet of integrity, and, and now this is a good word, now you can believe it because he, haven't, he hasn't withheld the tough word from you. Now you can believe this word, for I know, Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In verse 12, it says, you will call to me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. I won't ignore you. I'll listen to you. You will call and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. That is the condition. It says, when you search for me with all your heart. You know, not just saying words, dear, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, we need deliverance. Please help us. And no, no, no. Those are just words. It says, when you search for me with all your heart, then you will find me. See? Then I will hear you. Then I will be your God. But there has to be sincerity and honesty and integrity on your part. And it says, uh, verse 14, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and places where I banished you. So he says, I'm going to restore your fortunes in, in, in Judah, in your home. I'm going to bring you back from all these foreign lands that I banished you to. I'm going to call you home. You're going to come back and then you're going to be sincere and I'm, you're going to pray to me. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to prosper you, you know. And so, yes, I had to discipline you. But this is what's out there. This is what's coming. Let's drop down to verse 20. 
And it says, Hear the word of the Lord, all you exiles. I have sent from Jerusalem to Babylon. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says about Ahab and concerning Zedekiah, the ones uh, prophesying a lie to you in my name. I am about to hand them over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and he will kill them before your very eyes. And so the Lord is saying, look, I'm going to execute my sentence on them in your presence because they've been prophesying lies to you and they've been pushing you off or, or pointing you in directions that I did not confirm. And that's not cool. In verse 23, it says, because they have committed an outrage in Israel by committing adultery with their neighbor's wife or with their neighbor's wives. So apparently this is a plural thing. <laughs> they've been guilty of several cases of adultery committed with their neighbor's wives and have spoken in my name a lie, which I did not command them. And then the Lord says, I am he who knows and I am a witness. See, The Lord saying, you can't do nothing without me knowing. You can't do anything in the shadows and think I don't know. I know, I see, I'm a witness to your wickedness. Let's go into chapter 30, and it says, Restoration from Captivity. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord, uh, the God of Israel, says. Write on the scroll all the words that I have spoken to you. For look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I will restore the fortunes of my people Israel and Judah, says the Lord, I will restore them to the land I gave to their ancestors, and they will possess it. These are the words of the Lord spoken to Israel and Judah. This is what the Lord says. What does the Lord say? Let's drop down here to verse 8. The Lord says, I will break his yoke from your neck and tear off your chains, uh, and strangers will never again enslave him. So the Lord is saying, you're never going to be a slave after I break this stuff off your neck. It's never going to happen again. Now, we've got to be careful here because we don't know if uh, Jeremiah is prophesying events um, when they return uh, from Babylon, from the Babylonian exile, or if he's talking out at the second coming of Jesus, you know, times that we haven't experienced yet, because they can, they can intermingle here. It says, I will save you out of uh, a distant place, your descendants from the land of their captivity. Jacob will return and have calm and quiet with no one to frighten him. I will bring destruction on all the nations where I've scattered you. However, I will not bring destruction on you. I will discipline you justly. <laughs> this is interesting. I will, discipline, I will discipline you justly, and I will by no means leave you unpunished. See, the Lord is saying, look, I'm going to be fair. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be fair. Uh, yes, I'm here to save you. Yes, I'm here to free you and whatnot. Uh, but I'm going to discipline you justly for I'm not going to leave you unpunished for the wickedness that you have committed. Then the next thing says, uh, title says, Healing Zion's Wounds, for this is what the Lord says. Your injury is incurable, your wound most severe. <laughs> Nevertheless, all who devoured you will be devoured, and all your adversaries, all of them, will go off into exile. Those who plunder you will be plundered, and those who raid you will be raided. But I will bring you health and will heal you of your wounds. So he's saying, look, the time is going to come when those, uh, whatever they did to you, 
is going to be done to them and I'm going to heal you. The next section says restoration of the land. This is what the Lord says. I will certainly restore the fortunes of Jacob's tents and show compassion on his dwellings. Every city will be rebuilt on its mound. Every citadel will stand on its own proper site. And we're going to drop down here to the wrath of God. And the wrath of God says, look, a storm from the Lord, the wrath of God, uh, wrath of God has gone out. A churning storm. It will whirl about the heads of the wicked. I believe this is speaking into the future. Verse 24, the Lord's burning anger will not turn back until he has completely fulfilled the purposes of his heart. And the next thing is critical. It says, in time to come, you will understand it. The Lord is saying, look, I know I do a lot of things and I know I've done a lot of things that many of you don't understand. Many of you don't have any idea of what the purpose is. But in times to come, you will understand. I believe that's the word we need to hang on to when things happen that we don't understand. Where it says his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. That stands the reason that he's going to do some things that we don't understand. But the word here says that in time to come, you will understand. I'm going to hold the Lord to his word. In times to come, I'll understand it. Hallelujah. And with that, oh, we just thank you for being with us today. Uh, we're going to pick it up in chapter 31 of Jeremiah tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Be blessed and take care. Bye-bye.